The Gospel this morning is from the book of Matthew, the 13th chapter. Jesus put before the crowds another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which someone found and hid then, in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. When it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down, and put the good into the baskets, but threw out the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all this? They answered, yes. And he said to them, therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out his treasure, who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. The Gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Vicki. Grace to you all and peace in the name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus could have said that the kingdom of heaven is like a finished loaf of bread, fresh out of the oven with a hardened, rustic crust, browned and crispy in all the right places, and looking so good, you know it's going to go viral when you post it on Instagram. He could have told us that the kingdom of heaven is like a strong and sturdy tree rising above the landscape, one that's bigger than you and older than you and will outlive you too. He could have said that it's like famous treasure that's on display in a museum that people flock from miles around to see. A pearl sitting in a necklace that's so big that everybody stops to stare. A net filled with only the very best fish. 
but he does not. In a series of quick and mysterious comparisons, Jesus likens the kingdom of heaven to a seed in dirt, unshaped bread dough, buried treasure, a merchant who doesn't have what he's looking for, and a net filled with some fish of dubious quality. Martin Luther, when writing about what the kingdom of God is, or the kingdom of heaven, as it is called in Matthew's gospel, spoke in lofty terms. The kingdom of God, he said, redeems and delivers us from the power of the devil. It brings us to God's own self so that God can rule us with righteousness and life and salvation against sin and death. The kingdom of God, he said, is an eternal and priceless treasure that eradicates sin and wipes out hell. When I search for an image to describe this sentiment, my mind does not go to a mustard seed or some rinky-dink fish that happened to be in your net. And yet, Jesus tells us that the kingdom of God, which eradicates sin and wipes out hell, looks like a woman mixing yeast into flour. He tells us that the fullness of God's reign, which brings us to God's own self, looks like a traveling salesman looking for pearls. Jesus tells us that the kingdom's presence looks small and unremarkable, unobvious and hidden away. The kingdom looks unfinished, unpolished, disorganized and mixed up with the stuff of the earth. And I've got to say, that's tough for me to hear. I prefer to feel put together. I like feeling like an expert. I like to be able to see that I'm making a difference. And sometimes I wish that Jesus had told us that the kingdom of God is like that Instagram-worthy bread. Because most of the time, that's how I approach life. It's certainly how I approach church. If you were here on a Sunday, you'd see that when we are not in front of the camera, Pastor Beth and I are hunched in front of our computers, monitoring the Facebook feed and giving each other cues like directors or producers. I want this to look good. I want this to go smoothly. I want you to be satisfied. And when that is how I think about church, what I am doing is turning church into a product to be consumed. Me, the producer, and you, on the other end of that camera, the consumer. I am telling you that church looks like finished bread. 
But Jesus tells us the truth we all know. What we do here, what church is, is way more like bread dough than it is a finished loaf. We all know that no matter how much production value we pump into this online worship, no matter how pretty a loaf we present to you in these services, they will never be the fullness of the church. And yes, what you see here is feeding you, and yes, God is in it, but what you're missing what we're all missing right now is the unfinished dough. And that's something I can't give you on my own. Because sure, we know it's fun for you to watch these in your pajamas and to not have to worry about going out in the rain or getting your children dressed. But don't tell me you wouldn't trade it for a chance to be greeted at our double doors by a volunteer wearing a purple lanyard or to be distracted by the kid in front of you offering unsolicited commentary on the length of our sermons, or to sporadically decide, you know what, I am going to get a donut after church this morning. We cannot give you the feeling of a piece of bread being pressed into your hands, the frantic search for cash in your wallet when it's the children's offering, that little dance you do when you realize you're passing the piece to someone for a second time, what you're missing is the yeastiness, the rise that happens in community, the unpredictable growth and spilling over, that feeling of being incorporated into something that is living and changing and larger than you are the unpolished, unrehearsed, disorganized moments that no one can plan but make being in community what it is. The ways that living your life as one unfinished person along, uh, alongside other unfinished people changes you. That's where the kingdom of God is. It's not a good sermon. It's not your favorite song. It's not me producing something with a smooth user experience that meets your expectations. Because I'm not the producer here after all. God is. I'm unfinished just like you are. And church, what it is about is about all of us being changed daily by the God who brings us together. For Jesus doesn't compare the kingdom of God to a finished loaf of bread. He doesn't compare it to anything static at all. Jesus tells us that the kingdom is in the rising of the yeast, the growing of the plant, the joy of discovery, and the leaving behind of all that no longer matters. The kingdom of God is in a product we take for ourselves. It's a process that takes us out of ourselves. 
It's not transactional, it's transformational. It is a living, active thing because there is a living and active God behind it. The kingdom of God is God taking us as we are in all our various ways of being unfinished and incomplete and gathering us together as one unfinished people and powered by the grace we encounter through our neighbor in community, setting us on a new path, one that would be impossible for us to walk on our own. No grain of wheat can become a loaf of bread by itself. The magic of bread is that each grain gives up its sugars, that store of energy it was saving for itself. And when each grain does this and the yeast is mixed in, that bread takes on a life of its own, a life that is larger than the sum total of the grains in it, bubbling and rising, forming connective strands of gluten. It will spill over the bowl if you do not watch it. Do not discount the vigor and vitality of bread dough. And so we must learn in this time how to still be a yeasty church, to sink down into the truth that what we do here is bigger than our individual lives and likes and preferences that what we do here is about being mixed together in community into one dough by God and rising and expanding and growing with each other in ways we could not ask for or imagine. When we gather in our bodies, this yeastiness comes naturally. That litany of ways that we rub shoulders here in the church building that I mentioned er earlier, it's just a fraction of what used to happen here on any given Sunday or Wednesday. And we can't gather like that now. And even when we can, we might and likely will have rules in place that make it difficult for the kind of natural, informal, spontaneous ways of being community to occur. But that doesn't mean we can't still be a yeasty church. That doesn't mean that God can't bring us together and have us be changed and mixed up and risen together. Yes, it might take more effort than you're used to, but I wonder how it is that you are being called to be part of the dough here at Mount Olivet. Who it is that you are meant to shape and be shaped by. And if you can't get the yeastiness in the welcome center and the pews, I wonder where you're going to go to get it. I wonder about how as we approach this fall and things do not magically just go back to normal on our preferred timelines, how you will each make space to be drawn into community here, 
community that will remind you that you are part of a kingdom that is living and expanding and growing. What pearls and treasure you'll seek and find and be changed by here. This way of being church might feel a little more messy or disorganized or unremarkable than we're used to. But Jesus Jesus tells us that the kingdom of God is like that. And just because it looks like a sloppy bowl of dough does not mean it lacks power. Because somehow, we trust that this kingdom, made known in small, hidden ways, really does eradicate sin and wipe out hell. For we know that God doesn't make dough just to make dough. Our baker woman God is baking bread. Bread to feed the entire universe with compassion and joy. Bread to heal all wounds and end all grief. Bread to bring justice and equity between all peoples. Bread to destroy the power of evil and death. And that bread isn't finished yet. We don't see it completely now. But everything that is needed for that bread to come about is already here. And what faith is, is trusting that that yeast has already been mixed in and among us. And though it's small and hidden, that it will one day transform the whole world. And these small moments that we sense that we're caught up in something much grander than ourselves, something living and moving and growing and rising like bread dough, these are signs of what one day we will know in all fullness the kingdom of heaven. It is small, and it is powerful, and it comes from God. May that kingdom come to you and to our world. Amen.